Trivita presents Healthy You with your host, Michael Ellison. Well, welcome to Healthy You. Uh, today is going to be a uh, very interesting and insightful program. It's on the subject of self-talk. And uh, I think yesterday, what a coincidence, and yet it was so real to me yesterday. I've been reading the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And uh, my two sons and I, we play golf. And normally we get to play as a threesome and we enjoy that, uh, having our time together. But yesterday we had a single that joined up with us. And uh, this individual had a fairly good golf swing. Uh, He also was very verbal, and uh, what I soon learned is he had not read your book (laughs) because when when we talked with him, uh, the first tee box, he hit a duck hook left, and it was like, well, that showed up. I expected it to show up, and I said, well, it showed up early. He got into the sand, and it was like, well, the sand is really tough to get out of as he swung time and time again to get out of the sand. On the greens, he was like, boy, they are really hard to read as he continued to miss putt after putt. The end of the round, he had a very high score, uh, much higher than what his uh, golf swing actually should have produced. And there was no joy in being in his presence, I can tell you, for that afternoon. Well, that is evident of what self-talk can do. It can absolutely sabotage your golf game. Today, we have an expert who has studied uh, for years in regard to self-talk. His name is Dr. Shad Helmstetter. Dr. Shad, welcome to our program today. It's great to be with you. Well, I'm just fascinated with your studies and on the book. I also know that uh, you not only have authored 20-some-odd books, but you are the founder of Self-Talk Institute, and uh, you have been featured on Oprah Winfrey as well as many other shows with ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, so I know that this is a subject that many people are interested in, and you're somebody that can shed a lot of light and insight into something that we all do. We all do self-talk. Today, what my hope is, is that our listeners listen to your insight, that they will understand the power that there is in self-talk. So let's get started, because I want to bring it right straight to the point, Dr. Shad. And that is, you say in your book, the latest scientific research in the field of neuroplasticity of what you think and what you say to yourself each day literally wires your brain for success or failure. Now, that's a big statement, and I'd like for you to take some time to explain that. Well, I'll do my best uh, to summarize it and make it really clear um, how this thing called self-talk actually works. We all pretty well know now that we are born and we get programmed and then we end up living out those programs. And what we've learned more recently is that all of those messages we got growing up and then all the messages we give to ourselves, consciously and unconsciously, 
any of those messages that are repeated often enough are actually physically wired into the brain. And, and we didn't know that years ago. We suspected it. But we finally got medical computer-based imaging technology, so now we can actually watch this process happen. And I think one of the most exciting new revelations is that people who tend to talk in the positive, so, that, so positive thinkers, actually grow more neural networks in the left prefrontal cortex of their brain. Interestingly, that's the part of the brain that looks for or helps us find alternatives and searches for solutions and, and, and stores pathways that help us do that. So that's a very, that, that's the part of the brain or one of the parts of the brain that helps us succeed in no matter what it is we're doing. So people who think in the positive and talk in the positive tend to wire or, or always do wire more neural networks in that part of the brain. On the other hand, people who are negative talkers or negative thinkers wire more neural networks in the right prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is the part of the brain that causes us to be afraid or shut down or get out of there or, or not find solutions. So at one time, science said, well, we're not sure positive thinking really works. And then we were able to watch it happen in, in, in actual uh, neurological terms. And what we know now is our thoughts clearly determine what's going to happen. They clearly affect how, how successful we're going to be at anything. And this is foundational. This, is, this has to do with every single part of our lives. We can see that and we can test that. And, and we've, now, of course, we've done scientific testing. And, and the easiest way to do that, the first way, was in, in sports and athletics. And just as one, one small example, um, it was, it was tested, or a report was published in uh, Medicine and Science and Sports and Exercise. And that test consisted of 24 cyclists, half of them, two weeks prior to their event, practiced self-talk. The other half didn't. And on the day of the event, the, the group, the team that practiced self-talk and, uh, and used it during the event, had an 18% increase in endurance. And it only took 2 to 3% or less in, in increase in endurance for them to win. Um, and that's just a minor example. The the other team, by the way, was not allowed to use any practice any self talk ahead of time, and and so they were they they had normal scores, they had normal endurance. But we're we're now seeing that that the field of science is just day after day after day is building on this information and on this knowledge, and it's it's really good to understand this because those of us who realize that we can rewire our brains by what we say when we talk to ourselves, that's a big breakthrough. That means we're not just out of luck. That means we've got a chance. Yeah, that's really good because one of the things in the competitive world that I believe really um, overlaps into all parts of our lives, and that is repetition. Right, so you know, Andy Baxter. I did a, a podcast with him, and we were talking about pattern before strength, strength before power, and it's the consistency of doing the pattern 
that allows the brain and the muscle to build the memory. Uh, I think that that applies uh, to what you are saying in regard to self-talk and the repeating of either positive or negative things that actually uh, is stored in the brain. Go a little bit into the brain as a computer because in your book, you said something to the effect of that the brain doesn't know whether it's truth or, you know, or whether it's not truth, but it yeah. stores the yeah. information. Yeah, it's, it's one of the jobs of the brain to store all the information we can put into it. And from the field of neuroscience, we've learned that that process does happen by what you just talked about, repetition without even trying to do research in the field of motivation or motivational psychology, neuroscientists were studying how does the brain actually store information and how does it do it in the best or the strongest way? And the answer is repetition. In fact, I've said since that time, the key to success is repetition, repetition, repetition. And that's because when we first hear a message, we get a message and the brain will hold it, but it won't, and it'll record it, but it won't store it permanently. Then we get that same message again, and that new fledgling neural network that is just starting to form in the brain, that gets a little bit stronger. And then we get the message again. It's repeated and repeated and repeated, and each time it's repeated, those that specific set of neural networks is actually getting fed. It's, so it's getting stronger. It's getting healthier. And it's the repetition that does that. So it makes perfect sense then that, that that's why we know most of what we know. That's why we can remember the song, words to a song that we learned when we were kids that we never had to study. We just heard it played in the background, and we still know the words to that song today. Um, it was because of repetition. It's also because of repetition that we learned our first language. Um, I was fortunate in that I, I was a linguist and at one time, and uh, I was a Spanish-English interpreter. And I learned in studying languages that, that the key to, to learning a, a new language is repetition. We know that's true today. Most of us, when we want to learn a new language, we listen to it. That's how we got our first language. We just heard it played, spoken in the background by the people around us. And that's actually how we picked up and learned and then began to practice our, our first language. The same is true today of our self-talk. If we have self-talk that's working against us, and if we have self-talk that is negative, um, self-talk that, that sends us in the wrong direction or, or causes us to fail, the brain doesn't know the difference between self-talk that works for us and self-talk that works against us. It simply follows the self-talk that was repeated, recorded in our brain most often. So not only is repetition the key, but because the brain is designed to just store it and act on the strongest programs we have, that explains immediately to all of us why some of us do really well, naturally, others of us have a lot of problems and we struggle, all we really have to do is, is listen to our own self-talk for um, two or three weeks, even two or three days perhaps, and we'll know why life is working or why life is not working. 
Well, that's pretty evident when you're, you know, I would say especially in sports, you know, that I know when, you know, when people miss a golf shot, I hear the self-talk, you know, like, hey, stupid. Okay, well, when you do that, you are bringing negative back in and you're also setting up your next, hey, stupid shot. (laughs) That will occur. One of the things that the pros do extremely well, they forget fast any bad shot that they have and they're reinforcing the positive as far as related to it. But this not only is true in regard to sports, you say in your book, and this is pretty powerful for our listeners to to hear this, you say that self-talk can help you lose weight. It can even help you direct your success in the way of your finances to improve your income. And you make a number of those types of uh, claims in regard to even better relationships. So how is this programming of self-talk, how does that work as it relates to those specific things? About 90% of our programs, that means all of the tens and hundreds of thousands of messages we've received since birth, that got wired into our brain. About 90% of those programs are negative or false or work against us. But they're stored. Two things. One, they're, they're in our brain. We can actually find them. And two, we don't, we don't know they're there. That is, we're usually not aware of them. We're just unconscious. They're unconscious programs, so we're not consciously aware that they're there. However, those, that 90% of the programs is our, our autopilot. So if we're not making a conscious choice to do one thing or another or to think in a certain way or, or to know that this swing is exactly the right swing um, in golf, for instance, mm-hmm. um, if, we're not making, if we're not aware and mindful that we have a conscious choice to make, we give that choice over to the 90% of the programs we have that are, that, that are unconscious. And statistically, it's been estimated that about 77% of all of the programs we have are negative or, or counterproductive or harmful or work against us. So if we're allowing our brain to work on its own autopilot and just take us wherever it wants to go, it's going to use the programs that are strongest. And if 77% of the programs that it's using are negative programs that work against us, then our autopilot is going to send us in the wrong direction. If we were flying on an airplane, if we were going from from Chicago to Miami, and we heard the captain say that he was going to put the plane on autopilot, and we knew that 77% of the programs on that airplane's onboard computer were false programs and would take us in the wrong direction. Well, none of us would get on that plane in the first place, but yet we do that every day. Uh, We literally get up in the morning and without thinking about it, say to our own brain, go ahead, take me wherever you want. And that, that's what causes most of the problems we have. Even, even problems that seem to come to us from the outside world, difficulties and challenges, the way we react to those is based on, the, on those unconscious programs that we have in our brain. So self-talk is a way of overriding that 
And while we're consciously making choices to override that, self-talk is also rewiring those old programs. So we can, we can defeat them. We can, we can overcome them. We can override them. We can take control of the autopilot. And that's, that's actually the basis of, of what positive self-talk is designed to do. So with self-talk, then, let's just say on, on the, the one side of the brain, when it comes to fight or flight, uh, obviously that's built in our DNA. And obviously if you go clear back to the beginning of time, we talk about saber-toothed tigers, etc. there was a reason for there to be the fight or flight uh, and today we rewire that with not saber-toothed tigers but other things that say fight or flight. So if you're doing that constantly, then you are programming your brain in a negative way. And whether it's weight loss, whether it's finances, whether it's other things, you are not – you're not putting in the positive that would lead you to a whole new level of belief in yourself and belief of what can occur in your life. Is that what you're saying? Yes. If you're just speaking the language of that your brain was taught mm-hmm. growing up, if, you're, if that's the language you're speaking, then that's where you're going to go with your life. If you learn a new language and you learn to rewire that language into your brain, and the brain is designed to help you do that. If you learn a new language, then you're no longer following that path that you didn't set up in the first place. The people around you set it up. Then your own self-talk followed that, and which is why we hear ourselves being so negative so often and using negative self-talk. We're just, we're just duplicating and copying the language that we were given. So the idea, and it's a very scientifically sound concept, is to... Take control of your own programming, and, and you can do that. You have to do more than just decide to do it, because if you just decide, I'm going to change this. Dr. Shad is making sense. I'm, I've got a lot of bad programs. I need to change them. So beginning tomorrow, I'm going to change that. It probably won't happen if you just say, I'm going to do it, and then don't actually learn the new language. But by the same token, if you do learn the new language of positive self-talk, it will, it will, it has to. It's, the brain is designed to wire it in. And so with enough repetition, that new language takes over, and you find yourself not only thinking differently, you're aware of that, you can actually feel it, you find yourself making choices, and they, and they start to become the choices that you recognize are the choices that are going to get you to where you really wanted to go. And instead of just fighting life, finding life a challenge, and never quite, never quite able to get where you really wanted to go. So then the, dif- the difference between your, I'll just say your thought life and your language of words that are spoken, is there a, is there a difference in the way that we use thoughts versus language in order to rewire or reprogram our brains? The only difference is, is that something that's spoken or something that's listened to and heard out loud, uh, the, brain, the brain records more easily and it's stronger. Things that we just think um, have less, they have less chemical activity going on in the brain and they have 
less of a programming in, impact. So something that's out loud is better than something that's just thought, or it's stronger than something that's just thought. So then do you teach any kind of technique or have tools in regard to a specific result that I would like in my life, okay, do I record myself? Do I write those down, read them? I mean, what's the best way then for people to learn to hear their own words and create that language of affirmations to program their brain? Well, we've we've learned over the the last three or four decades, we've done a lot of research on this, and we've found that that there are three basic steps you can follow if you in order to begin changing your self talk and the first step is to listen to what you're saying now and listening to what you're saying now um, we call that monitoring and it would be like this if you had somebody who went around with you for for one month for thirty days and they recorded every single thing you said. Now, there's no way they can record what you're thinking, but but if they recorded what you said out loud, that would be enough to recognize what kind of programming you have now. If after the end of 30 days, you had that person transcribe um, everything you had said and then printed it out, and then you had them circle or underline with a highlighter everything you had said that you said frequently or you repeated often. And if you, then if you just read the list of the things that you repeated often, you would have a very clear and accurate picture of what your self-talk is today. Now, most of us wouldn't do that, but we can become aware of our own self-talk by making the choice, setting the goal every morning and every night. I'm going to, today I choose to listen to my self-talk. And so you begin listening to it and you begin hearing it. That leads to step two, which is you immediately start to edit it. So when you start to say something like, oh, that, that was so stupid, or I'm so clum- clumsy, or everything, nothing ever works right out for me, or everything I eat goes right to my waist, or any of those things that, we, that are clearly negative self-talk, the moment you begin to think or say the thought, you can edit that thought. You can turn it around. You can say the opposite. When you say the opposite, it's going to sound really strange if you suddenly say, when you stumble, and you, instead of saying, oh, I'm so clumsy, instead of that, you say, that's not like me. I'm, I'm coordinated. Um, I'm physically in good shape. That's not like me. So at first, when you begin editing your self-talk, your brain won't really recognize it because it's a brand new language to you. But after a time, with repetition, then your brain, your brain begins to wire in that new language, and then it no longer sound, sounds odd to say, I can do this. I got this. I'm on top. I'm going for it. Today's my day, especially. So that begins to become the, the, a, a normal way for you to, for your brain to get wired. It's designed to do it, and you do that just with editing. And then the third way, which is the most effective, is to listen to self-talk. And I've been writing and recording self-talk uh, for for many many years, for over 40 years now. And so there are there are literally hundreds of thousands of people who every single day listen to maybe in the morning for 15 minutes listen to recorded self-talk, and that self-talk is is 
recorded to deal with specific areas that you want to work on. So that could be weight loss or it could be your health and fitness in any way. It could be your career. It could be relationships and so on. So all of the, all of the typical things that are foundational to our life, there is self-talk that people listen to for that. So for a long time, we worked really hard to get people to record their own, and then we discovered quite some years ago that that the last person you want to listen to in a, with recorded self-talk is yourself. And even though we tried hard to teach people to do that, we found that that we're our number one critic. So when you start, when you record your own self-talk, most of us don't even like the way our voice sounds, and we Very and true. we counter. We counter everything that we hear that's good. And so when you hear it coming from an outside source, it tends to be much more believable, which is why it's also why when we're learning a new language, we actually listen to somebody who knows how to speak that language. And where would our listeners go to, Dr. Shad, in regard to getting your uh, self-talk? The Self-Talk Institute has a special membership site where you can stream self-talk on any subject you want to listen to, and that is selftalkplus.com, S-E-L-F-T-A-L-K-plus.com, and you can stream self-talk. It's free for 30 days, even though it's a subscription. So that gives you a chance to try it out, try any subject you want to try, and then find out how it's working for you. Although I would suggest if you do that, and it works really well if you do that, um, but stay with it. Don't don't just do it for a day or two. Stay with it because we've learned that it takes about three weeks for the brain to begin to wire new programs in. So you need to stay with it long enough for it to work. Yeah, I want to go back to that, what you were talking about, the um, discomfort of our own voice and also in regard to our thoughts because there's a couple things that we hear quite uh, routinely when we're around you know people especially in regard to their personality or in regard to their health or their weight they say that's just the way that I am or they will say I don't want to be a hypocrite well if you just stumbled, using the illustration you gave just a few minutes ago, you just stumbled, the natural thing to say is, I'm awkward, I'm clumsy, because you just stumbled. When you say, I'm not awkward, and you just stumbled, there's almost that conflict internally that I sound like a hypocrite. Yes, when in fact, what you're doing is you're beginning to rewire your brain and you're getting rid of the falsehood. The falsehood was that you weren't good. In fact, if if we have enough time, I could give. I think I could give a real clear picture of how this works. Oh, please do. All right. One of my favorite places in the world is the um, is the newborn nursery in the hospital. Mm. I've had opportunity, like many of your listeners have, to to, to go to the hospital and and to you to go to the newborn nursery and you. Very often you, you're standing in a in a viewing room, so you're in, in a hallway or in a room, and then there's a, a, this large window, and you look through the window, and on the other side of the glass, in their little bassinets, are these beautiful infants, and if they're awake, you can you can literally see their eyes searching to live out that incredible potential 
that they were born with. And and you cannot look at those infants without without recognizing absolute potential. No one ever walks by one of those viewing windows and looks at the little infants and says, loser. Uh, we, we don't even think like that. We just think, well, then these kids have the, these infants have the, their entire life in front of them. And the fact is, they do, and yes. we can see it. So then imagine, um, think of someone you know in your life right now who is, let's say it's one of the most successful people you could think of. So it could be someone who's, who's living or is no longer living, but it would be someone who, who you would admire and respect, and, I, and they're, they're completely, they're, they're, they're someone you would call a, a successful person in every way, and that means not just financially, but in every way. So this is a person who is, whose life spirals upwards. This is a person you could, you could learn from or emulate, you'd like to spend time with, and so on. And, and so have that person just walk over to the side and just stand there for a few minutes to the right of you. And then while that person, that very, very successful person is standing there, think for a moment of, the, of one of the least successful people that you know or know of. So that's someone who is failing. Um, when I think of this, I still think of this kid who was at the time about 17 years old when he left home. He, he, never, he never returned home. If his parents ever could find him, I suspect... They would have found him in an alley somewhere, and he probably wouldn't have even recognized them because of the, the amount of drugs and things in his brain. But, but at any rate, that's who I immediately think of when I think of somebody who is, whose life is failing. But it could be anyone. So just get a picture of someone that, that you know or know of, and then imagine that person whose life is, is spiraling down instead of spiraling up. And then ha- have that person stand near you, but over to the left. And then you look at those two people. One of them is incredibly successful, and you can tell it. And the other one is, is failing badly, and you can tell it. And then ask yourself the question, what's the difference between these two people? And you realize that the difference between, the real difference between these two individuals so far apart in their lives is their programs. And what's, prof- what's amazing to me, what's in- powerful and incredible to me, is that these two people who are standing now, one to the left and one to the right, one failing and the other successful, could have been the two little infants that we were looking at mm-hmm. in the newborn nursery just a few minutes ago. And when we looked at them then, their eyes were wide open and they had unlimited potential in front of them and they were searching for that and, and to, waiting and ready to live it out. And then they left the bassinets and they started their journey in life and they started getting their first programs before they even left the hospital. And those programs never stopped. And it's their programs that took them to where they are today. So when you think about what is it that makes someone better, or more importantly, what is it that could make each of us better, so that when we recognize that our potential never went away, which is fascinating, potential doesn't go away. Life gets in the way of our potential. Our programs get in the way of it. But the potential is still there. So the moment you decide, and this is what motivational speakers talk about so much, and, and 
and to this extent, they're absolutely correct when they say today is the first day of the rest of your life. They're absolutely right. Now, if they added to that, and and there's something you can do about it, you can wire yourself to to get back to that potential you were born with. So when you when you start this process, to to now answer your question completely, when you start this process, the you'll hear when you hear yourself saying something, you'll doubt it. Even if you, if you mm-hmm. say something really good about yourself, you'll tend to doubt it. That's just because you've got programs that make that negative stuff true. And once you, when you start replacing the old negative with the new positive, in time, and it doesn't take too long, so in time, you'll start to wire in the positive. And when you wire in the positive, you begin to see the potential you were born with in the first place. And that's when life changes. Oh, that's awesome. Very beautiful illustration. And I just have to go here because so many of our listeners, you know, are 50-plus that would have grandchildren. And the power of our self-talk not only about ourselves, but to them, I think is amazingly powerful. I have um, six grandchildren. I have two that are uh, young girls, two years of age and four. And one of the things that I notice is when they come to our home, uh, my wife is Mimi to them, and Mimi continually reinforces how beautiful, how sweet, how intelligent and how articulate they are. And they love to tell stories and they love to demonstrate what she is validating in their life, whether that's, you know, Mimi, can we go in and put on makeup? (laughs) Now they're young, but they're trying to show her we're beautiful. (laughs) And uh, they, you know, will pick the beautiful dresses and – take her heels out and walk around in her heels, all trying to validate what Mimi is saying about them as special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As that's purpose. absolutely wonderful. That's very insightful, too. You know, the, uh, the number one thing, if you make a list of any, let's say, 100 happily successful people, and you ask them what's the basis of the foundation of their success, over two-thirds of them will say, someone believed in me. Someone believed in me and told me I could do anything. That's, that's where it started. And, and grandparents, you have such an incredible opportunity with your grandkids. It's amazing, especially in today's world when, we, when you realize what's happening on the Internet and what's happening on television, what's happening in video games. And, and I try not to be negative about all those things, but those are programmers. Yes. Our our kids and our grandkids are being programmed every single day, let alone what happens at school and with their friends and so on. So anything we can do to show kids of any age what their potential is without adding a negative to it, just show them what their potential is. Don't say, you know, don't say... You did a great job in the race, but you could have done better. Just tell them you can go as far as you want. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. Yeah, Try that, that with your kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're talking with uh, Dr. Helmstetter, and uh, Dr. Helmstetter has a book on what to say when you talk to yourself. 
this book is available. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, I'm sure other retailers uh, as well. But it's a great read for learning how to reprogram and rewire your brain and to be able to learn the techniques of self-talk. We all do it. Let's do it intentionally and do it with awareness and do it to uh, wire ourselves for fulfilling our purpose and our destiny. Uh, This has been a very wonderful uh, time with you, uh, Dr. Helmstetter, and we uh, believe that you've given us insight and inspiration. And if they'll go on and read your book and also get your self-talk, I'm sure many amazing things will happen in our listeners' life. So thank you for spending uh, this time with us. I've enjoyed being with you, and uh, I hope you and everyone listening has an incredible day. It's up to you. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. To learn more about our guest, check the episode notes to find books, products, and services mentioned in this episode. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.